I'll just go ahead and say it. Grief sucks. And it's confusing and overwhelming to navigate on most days. If you know someone going through grief, especially at this time of the year during the holidays, it's not always easy to know how to help. So people will try to avoid. If you have lost a loved one or if you are a friend to someone who has, please listen to this episode. Hey friend, welcome to the Grief to Great Day podcast. Do you feel like you're going crazy? Is the shower the only place for you to really cry? Are you surrounded by people, but you still feel all alone? Do you want to be the you you were before your loved one died, but you have no idea how to get there? I'm Steph Cabanis, Southern by choice, wife, turtle triathlete, Jesus follower, and fellow traveler in the journey of grief. I too struggled to breathe, questioned God and my faith, and thought I would never be happy again. But God took my brokenness and he turned it into a breakthrough. So if you're ready to understand how to navigate grief, lean into your faith and take just one step towards healing, then bring your ugly cry, get into a comfortable place, even if that's your bed right now, and let the healing begin. Girl, there's hope for your future. Come on in the house and join me on the couch. I'm Steph and this is Grief to Great Day. Thank you for being here. I hope you feel welcomed and heard through this podcast. Hello to everyone listening in the Philippines, our spotlight country this week. And yeah, North Carolina for the second week as the state with the most downloads. I hope this serves as a reminder that whatever state or country you live in, you're not alone as you walk through this thing called grief. First, let me start by saying I have a wonderful husband. Now, it took me over 50 years to find him, but the wait was truly worth it. We were in the gym today, and really we were only there because of him, and I was doing one of the leg exercises when the pain began. The pain, the burn, usually starts around seven reps in to the set of 10. Now, I've learned that you don't stop when you feel pain. Pain just makes it harder. You stop when your muscles don't allow you to lift, when your mind tells you to move the weight and the weight doesn't move. That's called lifting to failure. Now this relates to grief because when we feel pain and in the first year, that is all we feel. We think it's time to give up and retreat. We retreat from the situation, the day or the people around us. The pain is an indication that it's hard and that the next step will be harder. The pain doesn't mean failure, as in weakness, and it doesn't doom us to a life of pain. See, with muscles, you're tearing the muscle fibers down to grow them bigger or stronger. You use weight to stress the muscle, you tear the microfibers, and then as the muscle is rested, it heals and grows. Y'all, this is grief. In grief, your workout The thing that is tearing you down right now is just living. It's everyday life. Then as you rest, you heal and you grow. Now, no one cares about growth when they're hurting, but life provides little opportunity for growth without some kind of discomfort. This afternoon, we went to a funeral. Now, it was my choice to go or not go, but I thought about my sweet friend who had been through so many losses in a short time. 
and she now must endure the unexpected loss of her son. She had no choice about going today, and I cannot fathom what it felt like to her, what getting out of bed and dressing for another funeral felt like. Another friend and a lady in our grief share group was there for support. Now you know it was hard for her to sit in a funeral when it hadn't been too long that she was sitting at her husband's funeral. I was so proud or impressed or maybe both because she showed up to show support. We listened to our pastor talk about loss as only someone who has gone through it can. And he talked about pain too. He said it's important to feel the pain, to sit in it and not run from it. That is incredibly wise and incredibly hard. When my friend and I hugged, we were both crying, both shocked that she had to go through yet another loss. Jeff and I came home and later we made a huge pot of vegetable soup. It's getting cold here and we make some amazing soup. But that act in doing it, I thought about how blessed I was to come home and do something mundane and enjoyable. My friend goes home today and she'll be surrounded by family and she'll be supported. But oh, the numbness and shock she must be experiencing. I share this because you're not alone. And if those around you don't know exactly what to do with you in grief, and especially in grief during the holidays, I want you to share this episode with them. It's almost a year since I started the podcast, and it feels like we're walking the journey together. I love your emails and reading the posts in the Facebook group that you can feel a difference over the past year, not that the pain is gone or the loss is forgotten, but that you feel stronger, that you're able to carry it a little differently. That makes me want to celebrate the transition from barely able to breathe to feeling stronger is incredible, and it's a significant sign of healing. I don't dance, but if I could, I would. The healing is definitely not finished, but wow, having the hope and some strength for the next year ahead is awesome. That being said, I never want to forget the first days. You know, the fog, the inability to breathe. Then the frustrating first six months, feeling like a failure on most days. And then rounding out the crappy first year of grief, feeling like nothing much has changed. I share important steps to take, and I sure hope you are taking them. But I never want to forget the difficulty behind each of those steps. This is hard, and the pain of grief can be overwhelming. But please don't let the pain stop you. Like my pastor said, sit in it and feel it. If you don't deal with your grief now, your grief will deal with you later. On some days, you just have to push in the pain. Then rest and look back a year later to see the growth or to feel stronger. Now, I want to talk to those of you who are listening as a friend to someone who is grieving. This is not the most wonderful time of the year for many as they go through the most difficult time of their lives. Please put on your patience cap. Be slow to be offended when you get the 10th no after you've reached out and asked your friend to go out with you. Let them have the safety of your friendship without any drama. 
Let them tell you what they need. Push a little at times, but if they push back, let them. Y'all, we live in a broken world, and though death is a part of life, it's harder than you can imagine. Because until you experience it, you don't know what it does to you. Send your friend a card, and not just in the first month, send them cards, texts, call them, invite them over on a routine basis and over the entire first year. I know that sounds like a lot of work, but is it really? I know life can be so busy for all of us, so an easy way to keep up is to schedule a check-in on your phone, either every week or every month, depending on your relationship with them. Please be a part of their healing and love on them with a lot of grace. If you've not been through a loss that changes your life, you may feel uncomfortable being around someone in pain because you want to fix it. You want to make it better for them. And I am going to give you some help right here, and I hope it relieves the stress. You cannot fix it because there is no fixing grief. What you can do is be there. Sit in it with them because they too are very uncomfortable carrying the pain. Don't worry about bringing up the name of their loved one. It's actually one of the greatest things you can do is to talk about their loved one. Unless, of course, they don't want you to and they will let you know. You just have to be present and flexible because their emotions will be all over the place and there's no rhyme or reason or figuring it out. Listen with your heart and see if there's anything they mention about what they need. And please let them have this time to share their loss. It is helpful for you to share parts of your experience too if you've gone through it, but don't make this time about your life. I was reminded this week about the stages of grief I outlined before. I shared it many episodes ago. They were breathe, laugh, live, flourish, and share the road. When your friend moves from being able to breathe into laughing again, Christmas, other holidays, or milestones can throw them right back to the beginning without them even realizing. Know that that's normal and remind them that it's grief. They are not crazy. Also, be thankful that you can enjoy the mundane in your life right now. We're so quick to complain about life, about other people or our jobs, but please don't forget what someone who is just beginning the grief process does just to get to work. The act of getting there is far more complicated and difficult than you can imagine. This is a reminder that you don't know what people go through. If they show up and they look fine, it might have been hours of them preparing just to get there. I want to read you an excerpt from the book I wrote, Dying to be Healed, because Monica showed up for church as long as she physically could, and no one knew what it took for us to get there. So this is from the book. Monica struggled each morning, and getting her ready literally took us hours, but she loved attending church. She was always hot, so we took a fan and water. She hurt, so we took a pillow and pain medication. She was short of breath, so we took oxygen, and she couldn't wear regular clothes, so she wore pajamas. But the most important items we took were her Bible and her notebook. She drank in every word being preached and wrote as much as she could. Among other physical problems, eventually her legs began to swell to the point that she was unable to leave the home. 
You know, I look back now and I cannot believe how much effort and struggle were put into getting Monica to church and how absolutely important it was for us to be there. During all the previous years, attending was simply a matter of jumping into the car, but that level of importance had been absent. So again, just because people show up, it doesn't mean that it wasn't hard and it didn't take much effort. Please have a little extra grace and patience with your grieving friend. In Romans 12, 15, it says, Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. So right now, mourn with them and watch as they become stronger and heal. Be a part of what God has in store for them and then see how God blesses you in the process. Go to grieftograatday.com for other ways to help your friend or loved one through the hardest time of their life. And if you are the one who is going through loss and most of what I said resonated with you, here are some other ways to help you move forward. Join the private Facebook group. Over 100 members strong now, you're going to feel welcomed and supported by faith-filled Christian women walking out the hardest times of their life. This group provides a place where other Christian women get it and can support you in a ways those around you cannot. Now, if you're ready to put action behind your desire of healing in this season, purchase the What to Do After the Loss of a Loved One workshop. Don't keep putting this off. Take the brave step now. It's a perfect time to do it. You'll do one section weekly over four weeks, like a support program, to give you time to digest and implement. The workshop gives you direction and action steps towards healing. It's what you need in your first year or if you feel stuck. And if you're trying to steer clear of holiday celebrations, this would be incredibly helpful to strengthen you through the holiday season. If you want to know more about it, go to www.grief, the number two, great day, all one word, dot com, grief to great day, dot com. If you don't have a church home, visit mychurchopendoorchurch.com. Links to everything you need are in the show notes. In the meantime, remember who holds your future and know that you are not alone. And keep on coming back to the house, keep sitting on the couch, and keep taking those steps towards your healing. Thank you for being here today, for showing up. If this podcast has given you hope, encouragement, or helped you in any way, share it with a friend, either in a text or on your social platforms. Also, please subscribe, rate, and leave a written review on iTunes. It's a huge blessing for me to know that you're out there. Lastly, and this is important, you are not alone. Connect with me on the Grief to Great Day website, the link is below, and sign up for our free newsletters. I want to be able to pray for you by name. Remember, grief isn't something you're going to get over but a great day is something you can get to.